Today's Gemara and Sukkot Av Chavav will learn this month, the month of Av. As we wind down this month, has been dedicated to Zechon Nishma, Zechaz Hoshagim, and Avram Yehuda, as well as Rechel Bash, Hamshan Aaron Tzvi, the learning of the entire Chavura, as Baruch Hashem keeps on growing. The numbers are coming in, but I think we're close to the 500 per shir, Baruch Hashem, if not more. Should be a tremendous chos, Yilun Nishmasam. Of course, all the chayli men of the vegah chayim and sarsh, I'm seeing raises, sarbaz, kenantil, tibasim, chayisai, solomon, deliverance, and shalev, shabbos, and omi. Basha, bavigo, shirachan, shmob, and tilim, chan, rizim, chayis, nilim, rachavis, of musa, dinimish, and minos, yim, vegah, devaira, michaelis, yvernas, elehuva, rivkos, ashamna, salisim, chalester, bisoy, sharkhali, israel, well, chashedaf, israel, chayim, and devaira, and shir, miriam, bas, rizal, gitul. We're in the middle of a discussion from yesterday in chavayim and bees, whether a Hassan, whether the brides, the people are attending to him, the Shashvinim, and everyone else that is involved in Silchas Chassan Mikal, the wonderful mitzvah, whether they have a tour from Sukkah, and yesterday we said yes, we asked, why not make the wedding there, why not make the chuppah there, and we explained two different fundamental answers, either because of the concern of Yichad, which would not exist if there's excessive people, or of the concern that the Chassan needs his privacy to start up the marriage. In order to be able to be, have intimate moments with his wife. Says the Gemara, Amr Ravzeira, four lines from the bottom, Anachli Besukkah Vachati Vachapa. Says Ravzeira, when I got married, you know what I did? It was right by Sukkah's time. I rejoiced, I Chati Vachapa, but as well as I ate inside the Sukkah. Libai and says, I was even happier. Why? Because I got the wonderful mitzvah of sukkah and I was able to fulfill the mitzvah of of getting married. says the Gemara, from davening, they're obligating Krishma, they're so busy, they're so intimately involved in the wedding, in the tending to the chasa, to the gala, to all the rejoicing, they don't have to stop the daven, they don't have the headspace, says Rashi. They don't have the brain power to focus on tefillah and tefillin, but they do have to say Krishna says the Gemara moving over to Chavava Medalev, Mishum Rabbi Shila Amru, he adds on Chasan. Potter from Kriyishma, Vashashvim, Chobane Chobah, they are Chayiv. Basically, the question is will you even have that amount of ability to pause to even say Kriyishma? Says Rav Shila, the Chasa will not, but everyone else will, yes. Tanya. We learned, actually, before I continue, I just point out parenthetically that Allah Lamaisa nowadays, we, yes, have a chiyat to say Kriyishma and Davin, even when one gets married, based on the reason that we unfortunately do not have much kavana, and therefore, even when one gets married, he still has to ensure, he might not need a minion, but he still has to ensure that he Davins even the night of his chasana, as best as to his ability. Tanya says, the Gemara, three lines down, Chavavah, Meralef, Amrav, Chanani, Ben a cipher, they write Svarim, Tfilin, and Mezuzais, Hain, Vitagreim, they and their merchants, Vitagreim, and the merchants of the merchants. Anyone deals with this holy pursuit of selling Sefreitera, Svarim, Mezuzais, etc., which includes Machet Chelas, Chelas, Bismana, Chazal, where they had Chelas, Peturin, Menachrishma, Menachvila, Menachvilin, they're potter from everything. Potter in a mitzvah, like we learned yesterday. The kind of mitzvah, which we spoke about extensively yesterday. The source, the source from the source from those who were carrying the arayin. Those who were potter, excuse me, those that were matami mis mitzvah, the reason we needed two sources, that was yesterday, but that is the rule that one who does a mitzvah is exempt from another mitzvah. Tanra Abanan, continuing this theme of Isaac mitzvah, potter and mitzvah, holchei derachem, one that is going in the road, b'yoyim, p'turim and asik b'yoyim. Now it's a different exemption, it's not an exemption that one who is Isaac mitzvah, but rather Rashi points out that your sukkah is like your house, and just like your house, you're allowed to leave your house, no one stays locked in their house all day, they go to business, they go to do other 
other things. And therefore, so too when you're in your sukkah. So if you're holchei drachim, if you're going in the road, you're potter from sukkah. Because it has to be like your house. Just like when you go in the road, you don't take your house with you. You also don't have to take your sukkah with you. by But at night, just like you go back to your house, you have to have your sukkah. If you're going and traveling by night, if you're going on the road both by day and night, very simple. That's all, again, not for a mitzvah, a different reason. The reason being that your sukkah is like your house, just like your house, you're allowed to leave, you're allowed to go on a journey, so to your sukkah, you're allowed to go on a journey. Says the Brisa, including Holchel and Var Mitzvah, then, that's a different Pitur, the Pitur of Isaac Mitzvah, Pater Min Ha Mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Kyadr of Chizda, Rabba Rabhuna. They themselves, when it was the week, the Reish Kalusa was darshaning. When it was the week of Sokes, they slept on the riverbanks of Surah and they didn't sleep in the Sukkah. You know why? Amri, they explained, we're doing a mitzvah, we're going here, she'er, and therefore we are potter from the Sukkah. Tanu Rabbanon says the Gemara, and of course we'll point out, this is a big discussion. Does this mean every trip someone goes on Cholomayit? Anytime someone has to go in Sukkah, on Sukkah, he doesn't need to bring a Sukkah with him, he doesn't have to even look for a Sukkah. Perhaps, of course, it's always a beautiful thing to try to find the Sukkah, but this would be the source, this would be the place to look. The beautiful Sukkah, the Sukkah, that there are times that one is actually potter, more that we're going to see in one moment, also with regard to the foods that you eat, etc. Tanu Rabbanon says the Gemara if you're watching the city during the day, your partner from um, excuse me, your partner from the mitzvah of Sukkah says the Gemara. Basically, the reason is similar to before. Just like you live in your house, so to your sukkah. So if you're watching all the way out in the fields, there's no sukkah, you are a potter. says the Gemara, if you're watching by day, excuse those who are watching the city, now we continue. There's another type of watchman. Excuse me. Shaymri Ginoi, someone who's watching the fields, who partakes in the orchards, because they're far out. For ask the Gemara the question. The question bothering all of us. Just get a pop up sukkah. For the Yabde sukkah, awesome. Put a sukkah there. For the Yabde and sit in it. Says Abaye, first Haretz. Teshlu came to do. That's not the way you live in your house. When you're during the year, what do you do? You don't start putting pop up houses in the middle of the field. You don't have to do it on Sukkot. Rav Amar, different reason, Pirzakarliganov. If a Ganov sees that the watchman is in a Sukkah and he has a little window over there, the Ganov is going to go steal the stuff from over there because he sees the watchman's not watching. And your job is to be a watchman, and therefore you are a potter. If you're watching one pile of produce and therefore you can see it from within the Sukkah, Rav would say there's an obligation to sit in the Sukkah, whereas Abayi would still say that one is potter. And now we continue. In the Gemara, which is continuing the list of people in the Mishnah that are part from a sukkah, someone who is sick and those who are attending the sick. Tan Rabbanon says the Gemara, it doesn't mean someone who has a, is in a fatal situation, even one that just has a bedridden, he has to go to sleep, he doesn't feel well, a migraine, a flu, etc. Is potter min and afilu says the further. he has a eye he has a headache. I had a eye and he told me, what are you doing? You don't have to sleep in the sukkah because you are in 
pain and in such a situation there is no obligation to sleep in the sukkah. Rav Shara le Rav Acha Bardala Rav permitted and allowed Rav Acha Bardala lemingne bekilsa besukkah to sleep under a canopy in a sukkah. A discussion we had all these different canopies and beds but he let him sleep in one that would be forbidden. For what reason? Misham Baki because he was a excuse me, because of the mosquitoes, because of all these items that bothered him, and therefore because there were bugs, he was inherently potter and exempt from the sukkah, because he couldn't live there. So he allowed him at some level to sleep in his bed in order to, some level, it be sleep in the sukkah. Now the obvious question is, I don't understand. If you're a potter, you are a potter. What is going on over here? So from here we see, says the Mepharshim that if one could, could fulfill some of the opinions, that's better than fulfilling no opinions. That's the reason why he slept in the sukkah at some level in order to fulfill some opinions. Continues the Gemara, Rav Shara He let him sleep outside of the sukkah for what reason? Because of the smell of the white sand, the sukkah had some bad odor, he wasn't able to sleep in it, and therefore he didn't have to make him sleep in the sukkah. The obvious implication of our Mishnah was that who is Potter? The Chayla is Potter. Is any person with a low level Tsar, any person that is in a bit discomfort. No, he should be obligated. Answers the Gemara. Amri should explain When it comes to Chayla, he and those tending to him are Potter. But Mitzayer, someone who's in pain, who Potter? Misham Shavloi. So it comes to Mitzayer, it is a lower level. It's not the level of a Chayla. The level of a Chayla, someone who's sick, he and those tending to him are Potter. But the level of someone who is a Misham, level, excuse me, of someone who's Mitzayer in pain, only he is exempt, but not those who are helping him out. Says the Gemara, that's the sugya of Mitzayr, of course, a lengthy sugya. This is one of the reasons why there are people who do not sleep in a sugya nowadays, even though, if you look in Allah, it's for sure ob- obligated. Part of the reason might be because they're Mitzayr, they're not able to sleep there, and that might be an exemption. Not so simple, but again, these are big topics. Let's continue. Says the Gemara, you're allowed to eat temporary eating outside of the sugya. How much eating is that? Two to three eggs worth. Two to three eggs worth? That could fill you up. So what are you talking about? And that's a full suda. What a yeshiva bachar eats before he goes to shear, which Rashi explains is one beya. So up until one beya's worth of food, a half a slice of bread, two ragalach, that one is allowed to eat out of the sukkah. More than that, you are not allowed to. Tanu Rabban says the Gemara Oichlan Achilas Aray Chutz Lasukkah. You're allowed to eat temporary eating out of the sukkah. Vein Yishinim Shirin Aray Chutz Lasukkah, which is a startling statement. You could have a snack out of the sukkah, but you can't take a nap out of the sukkah, which of course just hones in and magnifies the shaila that people don't sleep in the sukkah. We see at some levels even more stringent the sleeping aspect. But now the Gemara explains what's the reason. My time on Ravashi Xerishamiyardaim. So you take a nap. 
you might fall asleep in the deep slumber, and therefore we don't let you even take a nap out of the sukkah. which we learned Yashin Adam, you're allowed to take a nap in your tefillin. We're not to go to sleep in your tefillin. What's going on? We should let you take a nap in your tefillin because you might fall into deep slumber. The case is when you're allowed to take a nap at your tefillin, as you have a shimer, you give over your sleep to someone else, you have someone there that's going to wake you up. Have you fall into a deep sleep? On the last narrow line, very good. You have one watchman, but maybe he'll fall asleep. So you should need that more. Elamarav on the first wide line. You put your head between your legs, your knees, askinon. Therefore, it's not possible to fall into a deep sleep in that level. And that's the reason why it's allowed in your tefillin. First, Teretz. Rav Amar, new Teretz, There's no such thing, says Rav, as having a slut sleep. And therefore, even a, a nap has the din of a full, full-fledged sleep. Because that could refresh you. And that's the reason why you're not allowed to take a nap outside of this sukkah. Tani Chadu, we learned to one Mishnah. Yashan the Bitfilin, Shina Sarai. You're allowed to take a temp nap in your Tfilin. Avaloshin is Keva. Tani Idoch learned to a different Braisa. Then Keva bin Arai. You're allowed to take either one. Tani Idoch and a third Braisa. Like Keva Loy Arai. So what's going on? Either you're allowed to take a nap, or you're not allowed to do anything, or you're allowed to do everything. So what's Allah with your Tfilin? Answers the Gemara, and of course, it's referring more back to Chazal that they wore their tefillin all day, and this was very relevant. Can you take a nap? There's still some gedalim that do, that do such. Says Gemara like Kasha, one is when you're holding the tefillin in your hand. One is when you're wearing it on your head. When you're holding it in your hand, you're allowed to take you're allowed to take the nap. When it's on your head. You're not allowed to do it. Excuse me. The first b'risa. One second. Let's get this right. One more time. The first b'risa that says The last b'risa, which says you're not allowed to do anything, is when it's in your hand. One, it's on your head. You're allowed to take a nap. the to When you take it off and you just spread a covering over it. There's not a chazal, they wore them all day, they took it off, they covered it over, and then they put it back on, then everything will be allowed. Says the Gemara, what's the Shinas arrive? A Kamashinas arrive, what's a temporary, what's a nap? Tani The quantity to walk, Me'ama. And every line here is a big machlik, is how far how long this is. Someone's sleeping in his fill and he falls asleep and he has a seminal emission and he becomes Tameh. What should he do? He should grab off hold of the Ritzua. He says, we move over to Kitsitsa, But he should not hold on to the actual Tfilin themselves. Because if someone has Zerah, if someone has semen on him, he is Tameh. So you can't touch the Tfilin when you're Tameh. You touch us the Ritzua. It's different Sarai. You let it take a nap of Loshinah's Kava. The Kamashinah's Sarai, like we're trying to figure out. Like we said in Amad Aleph, the amount of distance, a few minutes to walk a hundred amlis. And Amarab, continuing this discussion, You're not allowed to sleep during the day more than the sleep of a horse. Says the Gemara, what does a horse sleep? Sheet the Nishman, 60 breaths, three and a half minutes or something like that. Like a horse. 60 breaths. That is the amount of time one's supposed to nap. Obviously, if only this is if one is capable. Says the Gebarah, Abayi have a noyim, Abayi with those, Kedemayi lebem padisa lebei kuvi. 
Baya would sleep the amount of time it takes to travel from Babadiza to Beikuvi, which is like six parses or something like that. Karle Rav Yosef on Mosai Otzel Tishkav. Mosai Tokum Shazech. What a lazy person. What are you going to get up sleeping for such a long amount of time? If someone goes to take a nap by the day, he could either take off his tefillin or he could leave them on. But at night, you must take off your tefillin. You can't leave them on. The children, they always have to take off their tefillin even by day. Because the children are accustomed to tama. Says the Gemara, what exactly does this mean? Does Rabbi mean Balkari also and Yach Tfilin? They were afraid the child's going to become a Balkari and he's now a little bit Tfilin, and that's what Rabbi Yaisi is saying that even during the day the kid has to think of his Tfilin. But we know that's not the Psakalacha. No, you know what it means. Be a young married man who shall say and their wife is with them, asking, and that's what we're referring to. And that person is not letting him take a nap in his fillin. Why? Because his wife is there. You never know. Maybe he's going to come to an intimate act. His wife is right there next to him. And therefore, even a nap during the day, he must take off his fillin. And we conclude. Someone forgot. And he slept with his wife, but tefillin while wearing tefillin. And of course, this could really only happen in a world that they wore tefillin all day. He should not hold not the straps of the tefillin, not the tefillin itself, of course, because he's tummy right now. He should wash his hands. They get lame, and then they go up his film. They shayday maskani is same. His hands are tame. You don't know what he might have touched during the ma'isabia, during the intimate act he had with his wife, and therefore do not touch the tefillin until you wash your hands. And this also is halacha that after one sleeps with his wife, he's supposed to wash his hands because you never know your hands are tame, and therefore you should wash your hands before you do anything. Says the Gemara. Let's just begin the new mishnah. And we're going to leave it the rest of this for tomorrow. Maisa, there was a story. This is continuing on the theme of how much you let it eat outside the sukkah. They gave Yochum and Zakai to taste the food on sukkahs. They gave him two dates with a leash on my and a pitcher of water. And they said, hell on the sukkah, bring it up to the sukkah. He ate a little bit. No, he took it in a cloth. So, of course, we have an interesting Mishnah going on over here. They gave Rechem and Zakir a taste. They gave to the Rav Gamliel two dates. And then they, they said, bring it up. Then we say a story with Rav Tzadok that he was given a smaller quantity and he took it with a cloth and ate it outside the sukkah and he didn't make a bracha. Now, the obvious question, which we'll see the question, says the Gemara, Meister Listar, what? You're bringing down a story to contradict what we just saw in the Mishnah? The two halves of the Mishnah don't talk to each other. And of course, the Gemara says, No, we're missing words. If you want to be stringent, there's no problem, there's no gaiva, why not? When they said, bring it up to the sukkah, so we see there's no gaiva from doing such. We'll pick up from here, Mr. Shem, tomorrow.